Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Till the Wheels Fall Off. I'm Matt. I'm Paige. And we are fresh off the stomach flu in this house. My God, that was awful. Awful. Started uh, a week ago, one of the kids gets sick in like the middle of the night. And I remember waking up and it sounded like one of the kids were fighting. And I'm like, look at the clock. And it's like two in the I was like, wasn't it like two in the morning or something? No, I thought it was like five. Oh, it was way too early for both of them to be up. I knew that. And I'm like, why are they fighting? This makes no sense. And then he came downstairs and he's like, mom, dad, I puked, which is like the worst thing you can hear as a parent. But then the greatest words ever came out of his mouth. But I made made it it to to the the toilet. toilet. (laughs) Oh my God. We finally arrived. Give me five. Man, that... That's a big one as a parent. He's actually so proud of himself. He's I'm talking proud of him. about it today. God, with I'm proud his of sister. him. Man, that's huge. Man, because usually I feel like it's maybe mom, we've dad, scarred him or something. Get up, because I just made a huge mess. But no. So one kid gets sick. Two days later, the other one gets sick. And it was mild as stomach things go. Like it was like gone within a day. So we were like looking at each other like Like we're good. Uh, Our immune systems are awesome. Be we'll fine. be fine. Right? Like they it wasn't that bad for them, won't be bad for us, but it tends to be the case, and we should have known better. Like when adults get stuff, it's usually way worse. So Saturday night, Paige looks at me. And she's like, I'm starting to feel funny. I'm like, I'm hoping this is just in your head. But then soon thereafter, <laughs> she is throwing up and like not feeling good, man. Just miserable for the next 12 hours, just in bed doing nothing, just writhing in pain. Like your body's just trying to get rid of stuff. It's like, there's nothing left. What are you doing? I wanted to stop. I was so mad. And then I'm looking around thinking, well, I'm next. Mm -hmm. I'm next. This sucks. So Sunday I get it. So we went through this. God, it was terrible. And then for the last, I don't know, 48 hours or so, like food has not sounded good. I don't feel sick. You don't feel sick anymore, No. but you're just not quite right either. Nah, I'm not all there yet. No. So we're recording this later than usual, but like we talked about recording yesterday. We just kind of looked at each other. We were like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. There's no way, man. <laughs> Sunday, there was absolutely no way. We barely have any food in our bodies, so we're kind of like... Yeah, I think I've had, like up until yesterday. Yesterday, I had a couple pieces of bread. Before that, I had like... Yes, Matt ate bread. A, cu- <laughs> a cup of, like maybe a cup of rice and like a cup of broth. Yeah, like I in, ate a lot of broth In 24 hours, rice. that's it. Yeah. Like my resting metabolic rate's like 1,800 calories expended per day. So I'm like running at a massive deficit. My brain wasn't working. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it was hell on earth, man. God, we're through it. It sucked. And I hope none of you get it, whatever that crap was. Yeah. The summer stomach flu. So anyway, topic today. This actually came from one of our community members, the Tufo community. And we're calling them tentatively wheelies. The wheelies. We want to give a name to the community members, like something we can all get behind. And like, I'm like, what could you, I don't, I don't know, wheelies and threw it out there and Paige thought it was hilarious. I just thought it was cute. I think she thought it was stupid at first and then she started saying it and no, then she's uh, like, oh, it's kind of cute. Well, because every time we were talking about something, I was like, one of the wheelies said this and he's like, huh? I'm like, hello, our community. So if you guys can think of a cooler term for yourselves, let us know. I know it might be stupid, but maybe I something it was better fun. will present itself. But this came yeah. from someone because our topics for the month are fairly wide open. So we wanted to figure out like what do you guys want to hear? Yeah. If someone had this question, I guess it's a question, more of a suggestion, really. Um, what do you have to say on two people working in recovery to make their relationship stronger at the same time? So you're working on yourself in recovery. 
how do you also strengthen your relationship? Right. And so we have a lot of experience with this and this is something that we can, we can talk on. So, and I think it's a pretty helpful topic too. So we, we, we get kind of the, the, the full spectrum of this, right? We get like some people who are just like not interested in this at all. It doesn't apply. We get some people that are like, I want to him to be in recovery or her to be in recovery so bad, but they're not ready. Mm-hmm. So it's like the full spectrum of that. Like in between the two is two people who are actually working on this together mm-hmm. and wanting to get better. And what does that look like? And how do you also strengthen your relationship while you're going through these personal changes? I think this can also work for people who are just in therapy or doing stuff for personal development. And it's not necessarily, you know, recovery from, uh, addiction or codependency. This can yeah, help. like as we were working through this episode, we were kind of we we kept hitting on that like over yeah. and over. It's like this isn't just for this. It's like I think as you go through life, like you take on different identities over the, over time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're different now than you were as a teenager. Yeah. If I asked you what your values were then, they'd probably be different than what they are today. That is true. And so you can Some. look at like different stages in your life and say like that's a different person almost. Yeah. And we continue to do that over time. And I think that sometimes marriages, relationships, they start to fall apart when we aren't communicating enough about when we're going through those changes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's crucially important if you're in recovery to focus on that. Yeah. And it has to be intentional. The relationship has to include these things. Yes. And so how do you do that and keep some semblance of a normal relationship together? Yeah. I think it should be said that it will look different without yeah, a doubt. And yeah. Like go the, in with no expectations of it looking exactly how you want it to look like from previous years. Maybe it was uh, the best time of your relationship. It It's still going to be different. Yeah, it will. It'll be much different, but I think in so many great ways, like, yes. there's so much to look forward to. Absolutely. Like, let's just say that you're not an addict, right? You don't have any of these problems that, that, that we have. That's cool. It's totally cool. But like at some point you are going to want to do something different. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you have like a spiritual awakening in like your forties. I don't know. Yeah. Like, but communicating that is important to keeping the relationship together yeah. and to keeping that closest and that intimacy. So specifically when it comes to this, um, I think it's important. I think that it's, it's not number one on the list, but we just talked about it. I think that communication is so freaking important. Mm-hmm. I think that you can and should talk about where you stand today and what your, what's number what three on the list. Okay. Sorry. Well, it's not number one, but number one, I think probably should have been communication. I don't really think these are in order now that we talk, not, we're talking about it. It's just in no particular order, but uh, you missed the best. My favorite part. What's that? Your metaphor. Oh, my metaphor. Okay. So this is, uh, I did miss that. Sorry. So it's a bit like, living in your home while it's still under construction. It's like, I remember when our home was being built, I would show up here in the evenings and I would see like what progress was done. Like the builder would say, Oh, Hey, we got the floors in today. Like, Oh, I'm gonna go check it out. See what they look like. And I'd walk in and like the imagery would just fill my mind of like us sitting down at the kitchen table and having dinner together as a family. I'd look over there and like, all you see is just like leftover construction crap and Gatorade bottles. And like, it's a mess. Yeah. But like also seeing yourself in that, And if I had to move in today, it would be incredibly crazy Mm -hmm. and nuts. And that's kind of what it's like when you're working on yourself in a relationship. It's like you're together, but you're still under construction. Yeah. And you have to figure out how to live in it. Right. You know, so it's. And strengthen all sides. It's complicated, but it can be done. Yes. It can be done. Mm -hmm. But communication is probably at the core of it all. Yeah. 
and talking about these changes as you're going through them mm-hmm. and discussing them openly. Right. And I think that some people get a little twisted on this and they get a little black and white uh-huh. where it's like, I like I you'll hear me say like later on this episode, like focus on you first. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't ask someone else like what's what's going on in their life. Right. <laughs> you know, like right. you can ask them like what's new in their recovery. Right. Like let's just briefly kind of talk about like what this looked like for us. So like when I was fresh out of rehab, going to meetings and stuff like that, like I would talk to you openly about like, not necessarily what, what someone had discussed in a meeting, but like the topic of a meeting. Yes. And like, this is something like I had an epiphany today. And like, this is something I realized. And like, this is something I learned today. And I would, and like when you were going through your stuff, like we would have long, intimate conversations about this. This is where our intimate conversations started back up and where we really started building our relationship back was whenever you would come home from some of your meetings and you would just talk to me about things that you learned. And I would just soak it in and be like, wow, you know, that's awesome. And I loved that you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I didn't really have much to talk to you about though, because not early on, but then like, then whenever you would go through like therapy, like you would have your therapy sessions and it'd be like, do you want, are you like, sometimes you wouldn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Like there's a little heavy today, maybe later. Right. Right. But then like when you were ready to talk about it, I would sit there like listen attentively and like, I'm really listening to Mm -hmm. like what you're processing and what you're going through and like these realizations about yourself and like. Sometimes it's a helpless feeling because when someone's going through this stuff, it's like, God, I want to help. I want to do something. I want to be there for you. But at the same time, like you can't really do that for them. Mm -hmm. You can't do the work for them. You just have to be there with them while they're going through it. But it is important to work on yourself first, but it doesn't mean that you can't talk about what you're dealing with. Right. But I wanted to say, if you're with somebody who is having a really difficult time with communicating their recovery piece, or maybe they don't want to discuss it. Um, that's where you set some boundaries in place and y'all can discuss it at a different time. Like maybe say, uh, let's take a couple of hours out of our Friday evening to just talk about this and see where we stand and what, what we can discuss. And that's going to open up that conversation. Yeah. For us, like we didn't ever really set aside a designated time. No, no, no. I'm not talking about for us, but I'm just saying for people who don't aren't very comfortable talking about it. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, Friday night is like the night, like this three hour block of time is set aside, like time blocking. Like this is what that's for. Right. And it might sound like, okay, why do we have to do that? But it could be a time for you to just open up and put it out there just to start, you know, it could be a start. Yeah. If communication has been a struggle in the past, you're going to have to be intentional about opening that line. Yeah. So yeah, blocking time off and being intentional about this is the time that we're going to talk about that. Mm Mm-hmm totally fine i think for us it was very much it was more organic i think right that it, it was like before bed usually yes like once the kids were down and stuff because that's kind of how our schedule worked we would sit down and like tv's not on we and, still do that yeah we do actually <laughs> and we're just we're talking like that hour before bed is the time we're we're filling in each other on like this is where i'm at in life yeah and like you would tell me like like this is what i'm working on in life and like sometimes you'll hear some stuff that's like oh like that's new yeah. Okay. That's weird. Right. Like you'll hear some things sometimes, but they're just, don't be judgmental about it. Be open. Yes. Be receptive. Huge. Just, this is what they're going through right now. They're just letting you in. They're not asking your permission. Yes. Just letting you in on it. Right. And I think that this was number one on the list, but in no particular order, like we said, <laughs> it, being patient with it and understanding that you are both under construction 
and that you will grow at different paces. Yes. Which was huge. And is not a lesson that I knew going into this. Like there was no podcast for me to go listen to. There was no, no playbook for this crap. We just kind of had to figure it out. And then at some point I was like, huh, I think I need to be a little more patient with this. Yeah. Because I grew at a much faster pace than you did. Yes. Which is weird to think about. Well, kind of. It's weird to say out loud, actually. It, it went like this. It's There wasn't a, yeah. The, there, was, there was some point where, there was a point in our lives where she was light years ahead of me in personal development. Right. And then I caught up and then I surpassed you. Yes. And I stalled. And that was weird. <laughs> That was weird. It was weird. It's like, wait a second. It's not how I'm, this is supposed I'm never to be. Supposed, to, supposed to be the lead horse yeah. ever in this race. Like, yeah. How the hell did I get up here? Yeah. And that was weird. Um, but I think that when I was in it, you were very patient with me. And then when you were in it, I was patient, maybe mm, a little less patient. Yeah. I was I was quicker to set up boundaries yes, than, you were. than you were for sure. Yes. That pissed me off so bad. But I knew more about how this stuff worked. I know. How did that boundary feel when I set that up? I was mad because I said, you put me through years of shit. And now you're telling me that you're going to leave me because I've had some anxiety for the past year that has been like super bad, super bad anxiety. Y'all, it was awful to the panic attacks, all that shit. Y'all have heard me talk about it, but it was like, obviously to a point where you had to set this boundary up where I'm going to leave your ass if you don't get your shit together. And it made me mad because you put me through years and years and years of addiction. You should have set your boundaries quicker. Fuck you. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> you should have done it way sooner, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's true. You're not wrong. Like it, I wasn't wrong in setting the boundary. No, you weren't. Yeah. It obviously got me to get help. It sucked and I was mad and I was pissed, but you know, you did the right thing. While we're on that topic of boundaries. Yes. This is important to do, I think. In early recovery for both people uh-huh. is to set boundaries Yes, around what's allowed, what's not, what are we going to talk about? What do you, what's, what's out of bounds for me? Do you want advice? Do you not? Do you want me to listen? Do you want me to talk? You know, that- yeah, like there's some things and like they get really, really personal that some people may not even want to share with their spouse mm-hmm. and being honest and forthright with that and to let them know that like, there's some things that need to be between me in my God or me and my sponsor or my, my coach or my therapist. And like, there are some things that like, I just want you to know that I'm working on, but I may not necessarily, I'm not ready to share. Not ready to share. And like, I would appreciate if you didn't pry. Yeah. That's a healthy boundary, I think. Yes. And like there's so, and this wasn't my case, but I know it's been the case. I've heard this. Um, so when you work the 12 steps, one of them is you go through and you create like a sex inventory. Mm-hmm. And so we have to create like a sane sex ideal and like a healthy sex, sex boundaries. Right. Yeah. So like not to be used wrongly. And, um, that's not some shit you really share with your spouse sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think spouses want to know, like they want the, they, they want you to spill the tea, but like having a boundary up that like, Hey, when I work that, just know that I'm doing the right thing from, for my recovery. Uh, it's not something I necessarily want to talk about. Yeah. That, that's for people who are kind of versed in this stuff and they know like what the other partner's working on. Like, right. You know, but having boundaries about what, what you talk about, what you don't talk about mm-hmm. and just understanding that like they're on their journey and it's totally cool. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And be respectful of those boundaries. Right. It's totally fine. Cause not everyone wants to discuss this stuff. Like I think that everyone's a little different. Uh, I know with older generations, this is usually the case that like communication just wasn't something that they really, encouraged Mm -hmm. uh, and they're just not comfortable having deep conversations. Yeah. 
you know, and that's a little by slow process of getting comfortable with it. So understanding that they not be, they may not be ready for that yet. Yeah. It's totally cool though. Um, did we cover patience? That was the first one, right? Yeah. Did you not cross it off or was that last? I don't know. Okay. We haven't already talked about it. Be patient. Be this patient. is why we have to go in order, babe. All right. Be patient with the process. Um, I think that's when we were on actually. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. were because we're talking about going at different paces. Yeah. yeah. And just understanding yep. that, that yep. you're, you're growing at different paces and that's totally fine. It's right. okay. Right. You're both growing. That's the point. Even if it's an inch at a time, you may be moving miles at a time. It's still growth and that's still beautiful. That and there's still goes, something to celebrate. That kind of goes with giving others grace as well with whatever they're going through and they will have some setbacks and it's okay. As long as they're still working towards the goal and still doing things to help, um, become the better person that they want to be. Yeah. And this next one I think is, this is relevant, not just to people in recovery, but I think anyone who wants to have a good relationship is that you need to focus on yourself first mm-hmm. with the overarching goal that it will make the relationship better if you do. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's, I think it's the best way to put it too is, yeah. yeah, if you work on you, then the relationship can only benefit from that. Yes. Your focus should not be on what they need to be doing. Right. So this is very relevant in recovery because as, as you're growing at different paces, it is not your job to, you know, tell them what to do. Yeah. Tell them where to be, tell them what they should be working on. Those were your, those, those are your old habits. And when you're in recovery as a spouse, you should not be doing that anyway. Yeah. Like, and have open non-judgmental conversations around this Mm -hmm. about what you're about how what you're both doing will ultimately benefit the relationship and not just focusing on the pace that they're moving at and what they're working on and what they should be working on. Yeah. Eliminate that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Focus on you and your side of the street. Don't right. worry about your neighbor. Yeah. Just, just worry about you. Yep. Okay. Scratch that one off. So we don't go back to it by accident. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think honesty is crucial too. And this is for any relationship, but, duly important for two people in recovery. So, uh, as we recover, as we change, as we pivot, as we shift, as we take on new ideas and we try new things in life, I think being honest is perhaps the most important, just being forthright about where I stand right now. Right. This doesn't mean you have to tell everything like you kind of, said before, you know, set your boundaries and there's some things you don't talk about, but that's being honest when you say, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. I think I'm, this is probably all or nothing thinkers. That's okay. All. I'm like, what? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. This is the gray area. So being honest in that communication about where I stand right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being forthright. If you're struggling, like this is really effing hard. Like this is not all peaches and it won't be, and it's totally cool. And you should be saying this is hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's only normal and natural. I would think that you say like, this is really tough right now. Yeah. This is difficult. Uh, another thing is really important. I think, um, and we didn't so much have this. No, we didn't, but I, I probably am guilty of this to you. You didn't do this to me though, is like, do not try to coach your spouse or your partner. Ooh, you try to make me your sponsee so many times, <laughs> pulling all that shit out of your mouth that yeah. like would, mm. yeah, there were man. times when, mm-mm. 
Man, messages are received when they're ready to be received. Okay. <laughs> like you are not going to just like have someone just, you know, create this huge epiphany in somebody with one thing that you say. And I'm probably not going to convince you to change with a couple of sentences from some shit that I learned. But you taught me a lot from some of those things, but it was sometimes I, not I, the right time. I only taught you when you were ready to receive the message and you asked the question. Yeah. An unsolicited question, uh-huh. unsolicited advice. Yeah. You do not get anything from that. Be very, very aware of that. Yeah. As you grow at different paces, you know, don't worry about their defects of character. Mm-hmm. Just worry about your own. Yep. Don't be taking their inventory. Just take your own. Yeah. Very, very important. I think it's it's only natural to want them to progress quicker, right? Mm-hmm. It's just humans like, hey, let's let's go, let's go, let's, let's keep it moving, let's keep it moving. But understanding that, man, they're going to figure this out on their own time, their own pace, and it's going to be great. Just let them do it, and it's going to be great. Yeah. But you have to let them do it. Yeah. And sometimes that may be really difficult. That may look like yeah, a relapse think. or setbacks and yep. things like that. But mm-hmm. just know that it's a process. Right. And just go into it with that mind that this is a process. This will take time. Uh, having said that, I think that gentle accountability is a powerful thing. So we're speaking in the gray area again. Mm-hmm. So this is something that Paige <laughs> would do to me. Uh, like I would come home and be bitching and moaning about something. And I would just be like angry, you know, angry. And she would drop this little, hey, when's the last time you went to a meeting? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like This was further into recovery, though, not newly into recovery. Newly in recovery, I didn't have to remind it. Like I no, because you went every, every day. day yeah, this was further on. This was like a couple of years At some years point, I was going after. to a meeting a week or so. And like, yeah. like, when the last time you went to a meeting? And I'd be like, I want to be pissed at that. But at the same time, you're right. So I'm not pissed at that. I would appreciate it. Right. And and I I mean, I would I was in a place to appreciate that. Yeah. Early on, I probably, I don't know. I might have been offended by it. But um, it's important that you, gentle accountability is allowed. It's okay. It's okay. I think it's okay to, you know, every so often have conversations openly about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have these like conversations, me and you, uh, it's like, where do you stand right now? You've heard me say that. Like, 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 what are you, like, what are you about right now? Like, where do you stand? Like, what, what's your thing right now? Like, what are you working on right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've heard me say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think it's, these are important conversations. It's like. It's in, in a way it's me saying like, I feel like I've kind of lost you. Mm-hmm. Like you're off my radar right now. Like, mm-hmm. what are you, what are you about right now? Like, yeah. What's your thing right now? Yeah. Have those conversations, man. Just tear the walls down. It's okay. Like yep. have the conversation. Yeah. And you might hear some shit you don't want to hear. Right. They might've been like wanting to rip your ass a new one and they just haven't yet. And you're about to get it. Right. Be totally okay with that. Like this shit's not always pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like people make movies and write stories about this crap, but it's not always pretty. Um, the next one we've got here is don't enable, don't enable them. No. So gentle accountability is not the same thing as enabling them. Right. So like what's enabling page? Um, making sure they're comfortable all the time, you know, like making sure that you making their lunch every single day, doing things for them that they can do for themselves. So before Matt was really in recovery and stuff, I did a lot of things for you. I was constantly trying to make sure your dinner, you were fed, your laundry was done. Up on time. You were up on time waking you up. I don't do that anymore. I don't wake you up. If you're sleeping through your alarm, that's on you. That's Mm -hmm. not my responsibility. Today I did and I appreciated it because I needed to sleep. (laughs) What? I slept through my alarm today. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there are days sometimes, but I'm not saying like all the time. There are, you know, I'll make his coffee sometimes, you know, I make him dinner. Sometimes I'll make him a plate, but there are things during that time that he had to learn to do on his own. And it was important for him to build up his self-esteem so that he could do that stuff. You know, doing Mm -hmm. that stuff helps them in recovery. Yeah. And I think that you kind of hit it on there. We've kind of talked about it a little bit in the background is um, like learn when someone needs their partner and like when, when they need advice, like the difference between the two. Mm hmm. You know, like when I need just like a shoulder to cry on and mm-hmm. and a partner or when I truly don't know what to do next with my life. Yeah. I think that being supportive in, in someone's recovery is understanding the difference between the two. Yeah. And you can have an honest conversation and just ask the question, like, do you need advice right now or do you need comfort? Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Don't be upset by that question. It's totally fair. Like, I ask that question. I ask that question sometimes because yes, I don't freaking do. know the difference. Yep. I'm like, I I totally know the answer right now, but I don't know if you're looking for it. So mm-hmm. like, do you need advice or do you just you just need me? Yeah. Like then you will give me an answer. Sometimes that pisses me off. All right, get over it. You know why? <laughs> why? Because in my mind, this is really stupid. You should know what I need. Damn, man. You know what that is? Oh, I wish I did. That is a cognitive distortion. It is called mind reading. Uh, yeah, I'm not mind reader. I I'm know that I'm, ta- I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging my part in this. Oh, thank you. Oh my God. You're dumb. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm talking in this podcast. You're not understanding any word that I'm saying tonight. <laughs> oh goodness. You want to explore that for a minute? <gasps> what do you mean? What do I mean? What do I mean? You said it. That you don't understand anything I'm saying. Yeah. No. Why are we unpacking that? I don't know. It seemed like you wanted to talk about it. You're so, why are we not communicating today? What is going on? Stomach virus, maybe. I don't know, man. Out of it. <laughs> Usually we're like on point with how we speak to each other and you're just not, it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's not a me thing. Maybe it's a you thing. Oh my God. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Are we doing this right now? Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Um, got to don't enable, um, learn when they need their partner, when they need advice. This is perhaps the biggest over overriding concept of them all is that as you change through life, as you grow, you will take on a new identity, but those around you will have trouble seeing it and they will have to look at you through a new lens at some point, but it's ultimately up to them when they decide to look at you through the new lens. So the old lens is old behavior. So it, it would, an example of this is like, um, I'm, I'm not drinking every day anymore. I am working hard on being honest. I'm working hard on having integrity, being purposeful in my intentions and actions and making sure that they match. And then I make a mistake and not being looked at with the old lens of, Oh, he's just a constant F up. And this guy is a scumbag. And here he is again, doing the same old crap and not giving me the benefit of the doubt of that new lens. And forgiveness. Yeah, it's what's a, that example a, about CVS? Oh, so like this happened, I think. Um, Multiple times. So I, I used to make excuses all the time about why I was running late to get to the house. And it was always because my dealer was late. Because drug dealers are like the worst, dude. I'm like, you run a business. Like, you can't be a little more punctual than this. But they're the worst businessmen ever. Like, they're always you late. You would also lollygag and spend your ass there. Like, they're always late, dude. I'm waiting on him. Chit-chatting. And like, and but in the meantime, I'm having to make up excuses as to why I'm late. 
three hours. Late, and typically. it would always be like, you know, like benign things. Like I was at CVS and, you know, they didn't have this thing I was looking for. So I had to go to the other CVS and three hours later, here I am. How are you? And that was, that was my MO for a very long time. Like when I got sober, like this actually happened, I think one time, like recently, like, um, I needed something from CVS. I think it was like Nicorette or something. And like, I, I went to CVS and we had a bad storm and the power was out. So then I had to drive to another CVS and the power was out there too. So I ended up having to go to, I think Walmart. Right. But the whole process took like an hour and a half and it was like freaking, it must've been for you, like a trigger of, yeah, absolutely. this is a trigger. Yes. Like you're looking at that situation through the old lens. Yeah. But I think you did a really good job at looking at it through the new lens Mm -hmm. and saying like, okay, he's at this point earned the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Okay. I will buy your story about the power outages, (laughs) which were true, (laughs) by the way. Power was out. We had a nasty storm. All the red lights were out too, and they're blinking. And it was. But you never gave me crap whenever I would have these moments. No, and the reason is, and I think this is important for anyone to uh, who's going through this to understand is that if she were to rip my ass and get triggered, who is really to blame for that? Me. That is earned distrust. Mm -hmm. I earned that distrust over the years that I lied and I deceived and I manipulated because that was old me. That's old behavior. So if you were ever, you know, short about it, or you were ever kind of like, you know, speculative about my stories, I never got defensive. I never got crappy about it because I earned that man. Yeah. You wouldn't be feeling that way if I wouldn't have put you in that position. Right. But looking at someone through a new lens is kind of like, it's it's sort of forgiveness and sort of like giving someone a chance to be a new version of themselves and looking at them through this new perspective because that's what it really is. It's a change of perspective. Then looking at this person in this new recovered format and not the old behaviors that I that I knew them in that they caused me so much pain in. It's totally different and it's difficult. It's really hard to do to give yourself the permission to look at someone differently. Yeah. So it's very tough, but it's it's powerful really powerful. The next thing I think is really important is to celebrate the progress that you make. Yes. Celebrate it. And you can't celebrate it unless you're talking about it, which we discussed, Mm -hmm. but to celebrate the progress, like the little wins. Yeah. Um, like we'll talk, we'll cover this in another episode, but, um, if someone got through a really tough day and they didn't drink, celebrate it. Yeah. Celebrate that. It's Mm -hmm. not just a, it's not some no big deal kind of thing. It is a big freaking deal to someone that had to take a drink every time they got upset. Yeah. It's a big deal. Right. It's a big deal for you to get through a really stressful situation without a panic attack. Yeah. And most of the time you won't notice my successes. I'll have to be proud of myself and I'll say, you know what? I handled that great. I'm proud of myself. And you're like, you're right. You would have handled that like a crazy shit show in a few years ago. Yeah. So I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Like, like the, celebrate your own. We talked about successes. one recently, like, you spend time on the phone with people today. Like you were someone that would go to any length to not call. Right. Like God forbid I get put into a situation where I'm on the spot and I don't know the answer and I'll feel stupid. Mm-hmm. And now you voluntarily sit yes. on the phone for an hour. That's huge growth. Right. Huge right. personal growth. Right. We celebrate those things. Yes. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Proud of you. Thank you. So celebrate the progress. Yes. Make sure you do it. It's, it's huge. It's important. And, and I think share that, it with your spouse. Yeah. And I think that all of this kind of goes into like a general blueprint of what it's like 
to build a relationship in recovery. That's the word I was looking for earlier. What? Blueprint. Blueprint. I said blue and then I changed it. Yeah. It wasn't on the podcast. I'm sorry. You just gave me an aha <laughs> like, moment. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I think it's, um, it's helpful if you're in recovery to hear this kind of stuff, but I think that you could really apply all of these to transitions in life, pivots in life that you're making in a normal relationship with, without addiction or yeah. without any kind of massive overhaul of your character. I think that this is just helpful stuff and building a healthy relationship in general. Mm -hmm. Like if you took out all of the stuff you know about us in our journey, like you just heard this podcast for the first time, you're like, well, this just sounds like good stuff in general, you know? Yeah. Like just be honest, communicate, set boundaries. Like all these things are great. Mm -hmm. So the rules, the rules to making a great relationship in recovery aren't too much different from those outside of it. There's just some little nuances, I would say. Mm -hmm. And they have to do with your own personal development, not focusing on theirs so much because your development will be so intentional. Yeah. Whereas in like normal life, you're not really like geared up toward growth like this. Right. It just kind of happens naturally over mm -hmm. the course of life. Yeah. Whereas if you're wanting to recover and you're really, you, you have a goal to get to a certain place, you're going to have to be intentional and you're going to have to work through it. And it's going to be like a fitness, fitness program. Like you're going to have to do X, Y, Z every day to get there. Yep. And share those little wins along the way, communicate them along the way, be honest and talk about this stuff, you know, be, be open, be mm -hmm. open to criticism, be open for judgment. Like just be open. Mm -hmm. It's, it's easier said than done Absolutely. because when you do this stuff, it's kind of scary and it feels it's weird, uncomfortable. but it's totally cool and it's yeah. okay. And yeah, should feel a little uncomfortable because that means you're growing. That means right? you're growing. Right? That's at the, uh, I think we said like episode one. It's, yeah. It's a good thing. If you yes. feel uncomfortable, it is a good thing. 100%. You're working towards something awesome. Word. I feel like I'm about to lose you any second. Like you're about to fall <laughs> out of that chair. Did it hit you? No, I'm fine. No, you're about to fall asleep. I am not. I'm tired of talking about how I've been sick and tired on this podcast. <laughs> Every time we record, like something's wrong with me. People are going to be like, what is wrong with this person? I think you're just tired. You just, I think that. No, I've I, been I think, sick like the past two or three I times. Think 25 minutes is your max. I think you're right. And then we get past that and you just fall off quickly and you're done. <laughs> it's like, I lose you. I do start zoning out and thinking. You do. About I'm like looking things. at you. I'm like, this is our show. <laughs> You have a microphone in your hand. <laughs> I've noticed like the ones that you write out on your own or you build on your own, you talk a lot more. And the ones that I'm like, oh, I'm really into this. I talk a lot more. And that's you probably wrote, we wrote natural. This together. Not necessarily. I mean, we kind of did. We literally this said this the for the last hour No, no, and no. No, this is your handwriting though. So you're saying you can't read it? So it means nothing to you? Right. Okay. No. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Okay. Uh, we hope that was helpful. We hope that that answered the question. We hope that anyone that heard this can apply some of this stuff and it'll benefit you. Um, if you haven't already checked out our socials, you can head over to our website, www.tufo.com, which we have uh, some awesome guides posted up there, some cool information, some really helpful free stuff. We've also got links to our social media accounts there. You can find us on all the things these days. Yep. What are you doing? Are you I'm looking at your fuzzes. You got fuzzies. I got fuzz on me again? I do. One flew out of my mouth last time. Now it's like on my shirt. Okay. Uh, you can check out our social media accounts there. We keep them all fed pretty well. Last three days we have not because we were curled up in bed sick, but we'll get back on that right away. <laughs> We've been um, slacking. Man, man. It's tough when you're sick. Ain't no, ain't no joke. 
counseling for the Futures Foundation information can also be found there. Uh, counselingfutures.org is a foundation we are part of. We are raising money to put therapists through their graduate level programs debt free Woo-woo. in an effort to get more therapists in the field to deal with the massive mental health crisis in this country. Getting more of them in the field may not be the answer to all of life's problems or all of our problems as a society, but it will certainly help. And I don't think anyone can argue that having more of them is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It is a great thing. And we're there to help alleviate that issue for, for many would be therapists in the field. So raising money would appreciate donation at the very least, get the message out. Let others know if you have friends that are interested, let them know, just get the word out. Anything you can do very much appreciated. We also had a new shipment of stickers come in today. Too they're close here? To- they came in yesterday, I think, actually. Oh. No, it was, no, it was today. Yeah. Yeah, they're here. Yay! There's like a giant block of them over there, and we are more than happy to send those out. Just let us know who you are, where you live, and we'll get those in the mail. We will not share your information or sell it to the Russians. I promise. <laughs> You're so kind. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we've got. Uh, until next time, I am Matt. And I'm Paige. And we'll see you. Bye.